0: You're listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. This show exists to help you build a thriving, creative career. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza. You can stay up to date with all things Creative Pep Talk by following me on Instagram, at Andy J. Pizza. Let's jump into today's episode. This episode is sponsored by AstroPad. AstroPad is an app that turns your iPad into a professional graphics tablet for your Mac works with any mac app so you can use creative tools like photoshop and illustrator right on your ipad check out astropad.com to learn more this week's episode is also brought to you by wix.com with wix the web is your playground start with a blank page and design your website in any layout you want work right on the web page with advanced features and sophisticated visual effects you will have the freedom to tell your story exactly the way you envisioned it go to wix.com creative pep to get started today that's wix.com/creative pep wix what will you create today on the show we have a super duper special guest my friend illustrator andrea pippins andrea and i met at icon the illustration conference this past july we were sat next to each other at a private dinner and we got chatting and I found out that she lives in Stockholm. And if you guys have been following me for a little while, you know that I went to Stockholm early, earlier this year and just fell deep in love with that city. It was one of my all-time favorite trips. So we started chatting about the city, and I got to know her illustration and her really phenomenal career path from Hallmark to Nick at Night to freelance illustrator living in Stockholm. And then ultimately the main sta- a main stage speaker at the ICON conference. And so long story short... I had a super great time chatting with Andrea and ultimately becoming her friend. And uh, I was just desperate to share her with all of you guys. So we got chatting. We did a little interview while I was at the conference Andrea is a really accomplished illustrator, and she's been featured in the likes of O, the Oprah Magazine, Family Circle, The Huffington Post. She's done work with Free People, Lincoln Center, and the National Museum of African American History and Culture. She's the author of I Love My Hair, a coloring book featuring her illustrations celebrating various hairstyles and textures and Becoming Me for young women to color, doodle, and brainstorm their way to a creative life, which you know really jazzes me. Uh, Andrea's new book, Young, Gifted, in Black, is out now by Wide-Eyed Books. Andrea produces artwork with a mission to create what she wants to see and a vision to empower women and girls of color and people in underserved communities with visual tools to own and tell their own stories. So I think that if you guys listen to this podcast at all, you know that my... Mission and my passion to help creative people and, and to to show people things they can't see any other way uh, without illustration. Um, you know that there's tons of overlap between me and Andrea's passions and interests and missions, and uh, I am just thrilled to. Give her a megaphone to be on this show and, and tell her story and get the word out to even more folks about her work. So all this big fancy stuff is great and all, but most importantly, I just want to say that uh, Andrea is a super lovely person and I was super inspired by her. And I know that you guys will too, you will too be inspired by her. <laughs> Here she is, Andrea Pippins. Andrea <music> Pippins So, what what, you you were at Hallmark at some point?
1: I did work
2: at
0: Hallmark, yes. Maybe we'll get there in a minute, but I'm going to go a different way. Before you were an illustrator, Mm -hmm. before you knew that was a thing, Mm -hmm. uh, if I met you then and I said, who are you, Mm -hmm. what would you say?
2: Then as in when I was working at Hallmark?
0: No, I mean before illustration was in your life, so your childhood. Uh, What your identity was before it was illustration. What was... What was ordinary world before magical illustration came along?
2: Wow, well, um, I've only been an illustrator for three years, okay, officially. So before that, it was like just a, a lifelong of stuff. But as a kid, man, I was um, a storyteller. Yeah, I loved to write stories. I loved reading books. Going to the library. My mom, she would take me all the time, and I would get these stacks of books, and she would hope that I would take a mom to read them, and I would finish them in a week, and we'd be back at the library. My daughter's week. the same, by the way. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, we go to the library all the time. <laughs> she tears through these books. Yes, she's yeah. a crazy reader.
2: It's, I mean, to this day, I just I love books. I feel like in a previous life, I would have been a librarian. Right. Like in another life, I would have been yeah. a librarian. But, yes. yeah, so books were my thing. Um, and I would say writing stories in addition to reading books, and then also drawing. So doing my illustrations to the stories that I would create. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, from looking at your work and knowing a bit about you, do you, I mean, it looks like you're mostly illustrating other people's stories
2: mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you want to do writing more?
2: I think so. So I'm actually, this um, fall, yeah. in October, releasing my first kind of adult book.
0: Okay. I don't (laughs) mind. Sounds trashy. Right. um, Grown up book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not. I don't know what you're gonna (laughs) say. Let's see what (laughs) I (laughs) discuss.
2: But um, it's my first time. I mean, it's nonfiction, but I'm talking about my journey in uh, the creative process and things that influenced my work as well. I mean, the main thing is about the community that supported me through my. Is this becoming me? This is called that um, one's that one's
0: already out. It's already yeah. out.
2: This is We Inspire Me. Okay. So it bas- it's like an anthology of my writings, other essays from other people who contributed to the book. Um, but it really ignited the fire in me to write more. Mm. So I'm hoping in the future that I can write a novel, something fiction yeah. later on, because I I think at the core of what I want to do with my work is storytelling and who you are. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, let's uh, real quick go dive into this book then a little bit. Let's okay. just talk about what what were you writing about? What, sure. What's
2: this, the We what Inspire Me. It? Yeah. So We Inspire Me is all about community and nurturing your tribe. Mm. So when I think about my career and the successes that I've experienced, they wouldn't have happened without the people who've been supporting my dreams. And I wanted to not only share that experience, but also share the stories of these people who are just phenomenal artists, entrepreneurs, teachers, um, so giving them a platform to do so, mm. and the book it shares their stories, but it also gives like tips and advice on how do you how do you nurture your community, how mm. do you give back, how do you serve, and also how do you take? You know how do you receive? How do, you make receive? Sure that, how do you, exactly how yeah. do you receive? Yes, take sounds really aggressive, right? Yeah, no,
0: it's a, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean. <laughs> uh, uh, I no, think no. you mean receive. <laughs> <laughs> your aggressiveness. It's such, a, it's
2: such a better word. No, but yeah, but, but, but receiving help and receiving um, the support. To reach your dreams. So, mm.
0: do you have exa- Do you have re- do you have specific examples of mm. people that poured into you at key mm. moments?
2: Yes, I do. Um, well, I would say my professors in college really believed in me because I came. I went to school for graphic design mm. and had no experience whatsoever. Like with art, I, prior to college, I was not exposed to art. Mm at all okay um maybe going to a museum or things like that but i wasn't making a lot of art on my own like high school um so for whatever reason they saw something in me and they pushed me and even if i would get like a c on a project or you know like a low grade or whatever but they they would say okay you know this is where it lacks but we see that you have the potential to do this or mm. to become this so um because of that because they believed in me it really encouraged me to go further.
0: Do you have specific teachers Mm. and do you remember a memory of like here's Mm. a time where that kind of happened. I know this is like here's one thing I'll tell you I know it's a weird (laughs) thing and we don't really usually do that in normal conversation but I feel like uh, you know when you're I don't know there's just so much power in trying to pinpoint you know what were the things that made me feel like that were there Yeah, I don't know, was there
2: Um, hard
0: moments where... I do
2: remember, it was mid-semester, it was my first graphic design course, and we were working on a project where we were taking these terms and um, creating visual representations of those terms, and I was being too literal.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, let me go back. So, we were, it's the middle of the semester, we were having our mid-semester review, and we would meet individually with the professor and she brought me into the into her office and she was like um there are some things you need to develop basically that's what she was saying i don't remember exactly what she said those things were but i remember her encouraging me to explore the use of of materials because i was always experimenting with different kinds of materials for the projects and doing a lot of iterations for the projects because I wasn't, like, willing to give up. I wanted wanted to understand. So I had a hard time understanding (laughs) what they were looking for or what she was looking for, but I remember that she encouraged me to, you know, try harder but also really push the things that I was doing well. Mm. So that was helpful for me.
0: Yeah, okay. And so I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. This Mm -hmm. has gone all over the place just because you're interesting me and I'm, like, pulling (laughs) threads, but... Before you went to graphic design to do graphic design, uh, well, h- how did that happen? Why did you do that?
2: So I have this really kind of romanticized story. Um, yes. Perfect for a
0: podcast. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, do you remember the film Boomerang with Eddie Murphy?
0: Um, I don't. I don't know. What okay. is it about?
2: So basically, it's Eddie Murphy plays this womanizing character. He's like a playboy right. working at this big ad agency. Yeah. And he's, like, slept with all the women, and, like, it, it would not fly today in yeah. today's world, this film. But yeah. it's, like, a, it, it's a phenomenal story because the writing is great, it's funny, and it just ticks all the boxes in mm. terms of entertainment. But there's a character Hall, played by Halle Berry.
1: Okay.
2: Her name is Angela, and she was an art director, graphic designer at this ad agency. Mm. They never said that. They never, like... I was 13 when this film came out, I think, um, so I didn't have the language for that, and they never said that's what she was, but looking back, that's what she was doing. Mm-hmm. She was the one responsible for the visuals for this, you know, these brands that they were managing. And I remember seeing that movie and thinking, oh my gosh, I like to draw. I love art. I want to do that, and mm-hmm. here's somebody who looks like me who's doing it. This is... You know, the first time that I've seen that somebody's making a living being artistic or being creative. So it was a little nugget. I can't say mm. that I went home and, like, looked up art director or, you know, what this job was. But it was planted. It was a seed planted, which I think is uh, a testament to the power of the visual image. You know, you, when you see yourself doing or seeing reflections of yourself doing things. Yes. I feel like it's something that you could do.
0: Is this a... A representation thing for you?
2: I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I, I mean, think, I relate
0: to it in my own way. Yeah, I have very similar things of people with ADD, people you know, people that I relate to, see myself in, and I'm mm-hmm. like, this is why we need different representations yes. of different people.
2: So important, yeah. different stories. Yeah, um, and I think that's what the brilliance was behind this film because I th- I know that that was intentional. Oh. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy and the people who were involved, they wanted it to be this. This um, artifact of culture that represents that shows people of color doing these really amazing things. Yes, right. So, um, so that was the first inkling, and then I started to like think about co- you know college when I was in high school, and this is like the early days of the internet. Right. <laughs> so Google didn't exist. Yeah. But somehow I came across graphic arts. That's what it was called. And I Words can
0: be like a magical portal. Yeah. You're like, oh, graphics, graphic arts. You know what I mean? You're like, like, I remember, yeah, when I saw graphic design, like you're like, what's graphic design? They're like, you know, graphic design's a really good way of tricking your parents that you're going to be almost like an engineer, That's too. So um, true. <laughs> like, you're like, I just want to draw pictures secretly. Like, you don't want to say illustrator early, too early. <laughs> <laughs> it was so called graphics true. art. Graphic arts. For graphic yeah, right.
2: arts. And. Yeah, it's like so old, but I remember looking up schools that had graphic art programs and I just applied to the ones that I thought would be interesting, mm. and Temple University, Tyler School of Art was one of them. Tyler, the yeah. And that's that's the one that I ended up going to.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. we talked a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went to Tyler. Uh, well, what was that experience like?
2: Wow, so um, that was, it was a challenge at first because I did not get into the program Okay. The first time right. or the second time. Right. But I was determined. That's amazing. For whatever reason I wanted to go to this school because I accept I got accepted to Pratt. Yeah. But it was like really, really expensive in the University of Akron. Okay. Weird. So, are, so
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> No offense, Akron. No, I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I think, don't think Pratt, Tyler. Akron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I do don't know, know what Akron does, but there you what?
2: go. But I remember they had a, the program. But um yeah, so I tried the first time I tried, they were like, "No, your portfolio is not up to par." And then the second time I tried, this is—it was an in-school portfolio review, and I remember they brought me out into the—it was like the entryway, and they had a wall covered in a drawing. It was mm. a beautiful drawing. And she looked at me, she said, "A freshman did this. This is what we would expect from you." And I knew then I was like, "I'm screwed oh, no. <laughs> I, like, I can't totally do that <laughs> yeah. but um, it didn't stop me. I just I got accepted into Temple, and I took my core curriculum courses. I took some mm. art classes that helped me build my portfolio to get into the art program. So yeah. that's how I made it
0: in. Do you are you just a naturally determined person?
2: I think so. yeah I think yeah, I do think so um, I'm trying to think of examples when I wasn't. I just remember my mom as a little girl, there were times where I just like gave up and my mom was like, no, you got to do better than that. It's mm. like, you have to keep trying or be resourceful, ask for help. So I think that's kind of what helped me get through those humps.
0: I remember watching my brother quit uh, football mid-season mm. and my, I could tell the way that my dad looked at him, which is, the, my dad's awesome. Yeah. And he wasn't being a bad dad. I could just see in his eyes that he was like... And he talked to him about it. Mm. It's like, you don't want to give up. Mm. Like, you might not like it, but don't give up yeah. on it. And I think... And for me, I was like, I don't want my dad to ever look at me like that. <laughs> oh Sorry, God. Josh. <laughs> you're the quitter. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> he didn't did Josh to this podcast. Josh have a reason?
2: Was he just like not into no, it? No, he just didn't
0: want to do it. Yeah. He's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Josh will never listen to this. We can talk bad about him all day. Uh, <laughs> but... But, okay, how do you get from graphic design to the illustration that you're doing now?
2: So, I think I was always a closeted illustrator.
0: Right, like many designers. Like yes. Secret illustrators. Yes,
2: because you hear or think that, you know, you're not going to get work if you're an illustrator. So, I pursued design. And looking back, I always solved all of my design projects and problems with illustration. Right, yeah. And I was never strong... Type with typography in terms of like setting type yeah um, or copy or whatever I'm terrible at that I'm so terrible and I sadly don't have any interest
1: in. I'm
0: not either I'm not interested but that's why so much graphic design is that like especially early on
1: yeah but
0: but I feel like it kind of uh, you know rounded me out by having to force myself to do a lot of the design stuff, mm-hmm. which means that I could create context from illustration that was yes. a little bit better yes. um, that I wouldn't have been able to do. So yes. I do think it's a good path
2: I'm for illustration. Gl- yeah. I'm so glad I have that background because there's yeah. so many things that I can do on my own. I don't have to rely I, yeah, on other people with yes. that. Um, so, is your, so your, your background is in graphic
0: design? Yeah, or? I have a graphic design degree. I also chose it because I felt like I was in an illustration program and I looked at the, what the graphic designers were doing mm-hmm. and they seemed to be able to do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> like, they could answer the brief yeah. with drawings or type or whatever. Right. Whereas true. with illustration, it was like very observational drawing heavy. Oh, and I was just like, Meh. and that's the other thing about illustration is I don't really think it's about drawing. I think it's about making pictures. Uh, and so, and I think, that's a, I think a lot of illustrators get stuck between I'm not really a super drawer, yes. so maybe I'm not an illustrator. And But design is, you know, too much type or too engineering or too, you know, rigid. I just, I don't know where I fit. But yeah, I do think yeah. illustration is often like kind of an in-between drawing and picture making, you know, uh, composition and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff.
2: So um,
0: But so you went from school to you, what did oh, you so do? I
2: even, yeah, so I graduated with my design degree and worked at Hallmark cards worked at uh tv landing at night where i was doing on-air promotions yeah um so you know going on this trajectory with my my graphic design degree yeah and then i decided i was going to go back to school and teach full-time graphic design on a college level because i felt like i could you know give back and work with young people but then maybe have more time to pursue my own creative interests um which didn't necessarily work out that way because i was you know so dedicated to teaching, took a lot of time. It can totally sure. consume yes. you for sure.
0: Yes, between and prep, grading, being there, prep, yeah, all that.
2: And I love working with young people, and I yeah. miss it. But I mean, it is performing, and it's a
0: performance for sure. Yeah.
2: I'm more on the introvert side yeah. in terms of the spectrum. So after a class, I'd just be like exhausted. Yeah,
0: me too. <laughs> so I had to quit teaching classes too. Yeah, yeah for, really, at least for a while. Yeah.
2: Did you? Um, were you teaching illustration?
0: Yeah. Well I, was, well, I was teaching marketing for okay. illustration. Ah, okay. So anyway, yeah, okay. it's a little bit different. but uh, so, so how did that so, – so, okay, okay, sorry. So Go no, ahead. no,
2: because I'm, I'm, like, asking you questions. No, so. yeah,
0: don't interview me. This is, <laughs> this is your interview.
2: Um, so there was a moment back in 2013 where I was offered a senior-level design position at a prominent cable network. Mm. And it was a former colleague of mine from TV Land. She was creative director there. She reached out to me. She's like, hey, we have this position. You don't have to interview. And she's like, I know you work. Come on in, good money, New York City. And I was you know, teaching at the time, and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to keep teaching. But I also didn't want to go back to doing the graphic design full time. Mm. So it was a moment where I, Felt completely lost, so I declined mm. the offer.
0: Out oh, wait, did you decline it with no answer of like what what you wanted to do? Like, yeah. or did, okay. I declined
2: it with no answer. I was like, <laughs> all I knew is that I did not want to go all the way to New York and start over, and then be in the same predicament where I was not sure what I wanted to do. Was it
0: a catalyst to reevaluate? Yeah, yeah.
2: it was. Because you're
0: like, if I, you know, that's obviously. One of the biggest things I could do. Exactly. On the, yeah. And if and, I don't want that, what the
2: hell? Exactly. Because I, yeah. <laughs> so I had a friend say to me, he was like, oh my gosh, this is the opportunity of your dreams. And I was like, you're, you're like, like wait, really? it's not. It's not. I never even said that.
0: So, what but are it, my dreams? So, what
2: are my dreams? And that's when I started to dig a little deep. Mm. and do some research and just started making work. I started playing with collage. I started um, doing some gif animations and just playing and seeing, okay, well, what is it that I want to do? And that's when I started to draw every day. I committed mm. to drawing every day and take workshops and meeting people, doing gallery shows, selling at art markets, just doing all this stuff to figure out, okay, well, where do I fit in this realm of the art world? Um, and then slowly illustration opportunities started coming in, and that just kind of opened up more and more doors. I was showing more of my stuff on my social media sites or platforms.
1: Sure.
2: Um, so understanding that those were an extension of my portfolio.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So showing my process. And then clients really understood what they were going to get if they wanted to work with me. So that's how I started to, like, you know, I guess, build an audience, build a following, and then build a a roster of clients because I was, you know, sharing and just creating work and putting out there exactly what I wanted to be making. Yes. I think,
0: uh, okay, that makes me think of three things. I'm not going to remember them all, (laughs) but we'll start with uh, uh, where you said that the social networks were an extension of your portfolio. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I just want to highlight that because I think because... Um, social media came from MySpace and mm. even stuff before that, mm-hmm. but it was a it was a kid thing. It was a it was a joke. It was a social thing, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that I see is there's a the um, people's hesitance mm. or embarrassment by taking social media seriously. Yes, uh, and yet it's very the truth is like probably the most important thing that you're gonna do absolutely right and so how do you think about because you you did also just say how you used it Mm -hmm. maybe can we just say it again or talk about what's your perspective and getting engaging on social media and how it affects you what you do
2: um well I I started with a blog Mm. and honestly I didn't understand that concept of showing my work on my blog. I wish I understood it earlier. Right. But once I started posting my work on my blog, I was like, oh, okay, I can use this space to highlight the things that I'm interested in, share my inspirations and my process. Um, And then slowly, like, Instagram came into the forefront and then really using it as a place to, you know, do those things quickly. Yeah. Sharing quickly. Um, But the interesting thing is I don't think that I get I'm pretty sure I don't get most of my work from opportunities now. from that. Right.
0: Like, what do you think they come from?
2: I think it's just because when I when I ask my clients well, how did you find me, um, it's like referral mm. or a Google search or I'm part of a network called Women Women Who Draw. Oh yeah. I get a yeah, lot I've of clients of that. from that. Um, and just I think because I've been doing like the blogging and posting and sharing things for so long, since two thousand six. Right. If people Google, you know, African American illustrator or something, like I have a ton of content that comes up. So I think yeah. all of that legwork, all of that stuff that I've been putting out over time have just kind of
0: puts it to up. the top. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I don't I'm it's rare that someone says, Oh, I found you on Instagram and right. decide to reach out to you.
0: Quick shout out to the sponsors. Don't forget about AstroPad. AstroPad. If you haven't tried it, if you like drawing and you like making pictures on your computer and you want to smash those together, you should try AstroPad. If you haven't tried AstroPad, what are you doing? You can get a trial. Give it a whirl. If you've got an iPad, an Apple Pencil, get on there, man. I've been using it for the past couple years. They are a sponsor that I approached because I was like, yo, I love what you do. My audience needs to hear about you. Do you want to sponsor the show? And uh, you know the rest goes down in history. Go try AstroPad at astropad.com/try. T-R-Y. Use promo code PIZZA in all capital letters to get 10% off the studio version. Also, massive shout out to Wix. Wix.com. Wix helps you make a website. And guess what? Wix, when they first came out, it wasn't really my thing. It seemed like maybe they were trying to make websites for everybody, make them, you know, for people that maybe don't have a lot of experience online, Get started with a simple web page for a, a low cost. But over the years, I noticed that they were changing and I saw them collaborating with some of my closest friends in the industry and just pouring a lot of time and resources into being the best solution for creating a. Uh, creative website and uh, because of that I partnered with them to help sponsor the show and get the word out about what they do so go check it out Wix.com slash creative pep to get started today Wix what will you create probably a website right if you're using Wix (laughs) thanks Wix so what was there a moment where in this, because you you talked about how it kind of steamrolled and Mm -hmm. you were researching. um, Was there, I I feel like this is the best metaphor to get to what I'm saying, Uh but was there like a sword in the stone moment where it's like, this is, this is it, this is what I should be doing, or...
2: Oh, with the illustration? Yeah,
0: just like, yeah, was there... Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, there was. So... Oh, how do I say it in a concise way?
0: No, we got time. You know, podcasts, they go like three hours sometimes. We're not going to do that. But I don't want to scare you, but we have time.
2: Um, so I'm doing this work, and I'm basically having a full-time illustration thing kind of happening and full-time teaching, and I realized that I need to make a decision because I can't sustain both. I'm, like, exhausted. Um, and I did, I realized that I just had to take a leap of faith and even though I didn't have anything lined up, really, which mm. I don't recommend. Okay? Right. It's not the smartest way to do things, but it it's what I needed to make things happen. Um, so that was 2014, I believe, and I got, like, a really big commission after I... But here's the thing. I made this decision mm. to go full-time freelance without anything on the table. Yeah. And then an opportunity comes. So for me, it just was like taking a leap of faith and just feeling like this is what I need to do right now
1: mm-hmm.
2: because I need to try it. I don't have any obligations. I wasn't married. The baby at the time was like I could just do this and just try it. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work, I can always go back to teaching or working full-time design again. Um, so it was just a, a period where I just felt like that's the work I wanted to do and I needed to do it.
0: That I was feel like uh, you the thing that you said that it's really important because, you, and you, because you were saying that the the takeaway isn't take a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. The takeaway is know what you what you and your gut know mm-hmm. is the thing you have to do. Right. Because everybody has to do different things, exactly. and I think I always think about how there's always a, a call mm-hmm. to adventure, a new call to adventure that you have to say yes to, right. and it's up to you. To identify what that is. Exactly. And it, it's not always going to look like quitting and, and, you know, going to leap of faith. But sometimes it is. Right. I think about it sometimes. Like, I've taken a lot of risks mm-hmm. to get here. And I think about, I go back in my mind in time and say to Andy, good job. Yeah. You did it. I'm glad you did that. But then I have a hard time telling other people to do it.
2: Yeah, I know. Because they have to
0: figure yeah, out their own thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's so true. People, I mean, because... We each have our own journey, and that's why it's hard for me to give advice to people. Because I'm like, yeah, you know, it worked for me, but and there was all these different things that had to happen for me in order for it to work for me. But it may not be the same for you. So yeah, I always try to give people that like disclaimer. Yeah, but (laughs) the advice
0: there is really good because it's about knowing, you know, getting in tune with what do you need to do next. Exactly. What and and really because you had a clear sense of that Mm -hmm. and you followed it and it was rewarded. It worked out. Exactly. Uh, okay so then you did that now I want to say when it comes to illustration Mm -hmm. what I ask people this a lot with their particular thing I don't always interview illustrators it's all kinds of different people what makes good illustration to you Mm -hmm. And and that just means that can be like other people's but it's also like what are you trying to get in a piece of work that we're like ooh that's got the secret sauce in it what is that
2: Saying a lot with a little. Mm. Um,
0: That's good. I like <laughs> that. Yeah.
2: Which is something I'm always trying to challenge myself. I love, like, a lot of decorative stuff. Yeah. I love filling in spaces. It's actually, I don't know, I, I always have, whenever when, whenever there's something that has an empty space, I, like, I want to put stuff in it. Yes. So I'm always trying to challenge myself to take away. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think because you, you know, especially now with so much happening and we see so much, you need to be able to capture people's eyes quickly. And True. if they have to go through and interpret and kind of get through all of the the mess of the visual decorative stuff, then mm. they might miss the message. So if you can pull it away, I think that that is ideal. Um, one person that comes to mind is Luba Lakova. Oh,
1: She's, I don't
2: know. Oh my gosh. I love her work. Yeah. And she, she does a lot Shout of social out. activism, okay. um, illustrations, very flat, simple illustrations. I've been loving her work for yeah like, for the last 15 I'll years. To, you have
0: to show it to me. Yeah. But I think that you just described it so well, saying a lot with very little. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly how yeah. you said it, but I think then you explained it in such a good way of like one of the big metrics of illustration, one of the one of the things that means it's good illustration is that it gets people's attention. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, uh, if you're, if you have too much going on, then you might get their attention, but not actually send them a message. Right. Exactly. Right? Um, so yeah, that's really fascinating. Exactly. So those are good metrics. Cause I think about all the time, like, uh, I tell my audience all the time, it's really, really hard to hit a target if you don't know where it is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And so like, if you don't know what the, what's good illustration. And I do think, uh, especially right now, the purpose of illustration often is about attention.
2: Yes.
0: And then it's about clarity, too. Right, that's true. But yeah, that, that's really good. And so what do you think, uh, if that's how you've, if that's what it means to fit in an illustration, like mm-hmm. being good at that, uh, how are you different mm-hmm. in illustration? Mm-hmm. What makes your work Ooh, different yeah, to other that's people? A good question. Not even just your work, just everything. I mean, the whole package. Why yeah. do people come to you for the projects they come to you for?
2: Oh well, I think there are three things. Um, my images are celebratory, so typically I'm celebrating a figure. Mm. Um,
0: Does that do you I think going? in nature they are like visually they are too, or but and then in, in spirit like you're both. Yeah,
2: I would say both because mm. usually I'm highlighting like. Prominent people or people who have really interesting stories and this kind of goes to just my thinking in terms of spirituality and um, all of us emanating a light, Mm -hmm. our light in the world. And Capturing that visually, mm. so that's something I'm always trying to bring my in.
0: fans know that I'm way into what you're talking about. Really? Right? yeah, because I, I always <laughs> I don't talk about I know this about you. Oh, really? Did I, Did I say to... something about that or what?
2: I think I listened to a podcast of yours where you talked about I was like, huh, right. like, I can't remember, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, oh. all <laughs> yeah, yeah so
0: I just like uh, what I talk about. I have a series right now uh, called Invisible Things okay. where I draw. Um, like if you could see euphoria. At, mm. So it's euphoria as a character. Mm-hmm. So I think illustration is always about showing you what you couldn't see any other yeah, way. Yeah. And so like, like capturing, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, in a way you could interpret it as like drawing someone's aura yes. or something. Yes. You know? And, but, but, you know, we have all these invisible mm-hmm. things.
2: Absolutely. And we're very
0: visible creatures. And sometimes it, we only feel stuff on an intuitive level. But to make it concrete right. is such an amazing thing. Right. So that's a, I love that. Yeah. So. That,
2: that's something I always try to bring into into my work. So people know that they're going to get that. Um, and then bright colors. Mm-hmm. I, I love using really vibrant. Actually, I, there's a very specific palette yes. that I, yeah. I typically go to red is not usually in the palette so really? if you ever see something from me that's red it's usually the client of, told
0: you yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: funny it's not a color i go to ever like red yeah, yeah. sure uh, <laughs> don't don't capture
1: it. Yeah.
2: yeah um and then i would say a lot of my work is about empowering women and, and girls specifically women and girls of color yeah um there's a lot of i have a lot of interest in that and i feel like clients come to me because they know that. Mm. That's like part of my mission when I, when I talk about my work. So you'll see a lot of that coming from me.
0: I feel like, I tell illustrators a lot that they're like actors mm. uh, and that if you want to get, I always think about, uh, I'm going to try, I don't want to do like, I don't want to talk. I don't, I don't want to take up too much no, of this time, talking, but I'm just trying good. to tell you that. Uh, I think it's good. I'm a, I'm a ridiculous it. person. Okay, what I was saying was, uh, I was talking about Matt Damon writing *Goodwill Hunting*. All right, uh-huh. and I'm like, this was his content marketing mm-hmm. for getting acting jobs. And he had to write his own script so that people knew what he was about. Uh-huh. And if you go look at his movies, he plays uh, the unassuming character or a, a, a character you don't assume is going to be what he be- ends up mm-hmm. being over and over and over. That. You have to. I, okay. Once I noticed that, it was ridiculous. Like he's the. Janitor genius. Nobody knows the janitor's a genius. Then like talented Mr. Ripley. He's like friendly guy. Actually a murderer. Yeah. Then like all you know, all these ones like um and I think he I mean it's over and over and over. Now you're I never just, gonna yeah. n- you're gonna notice that <laughs> with him. But um all that to say that illustrators and actors, I think they think so much about the craft, but not about they think about how to talk, but not about what to say. Mm, and it's mm-hmm. and to me, uh, the more I've injected myself and my yes. experiences into it, I do a work about dreams all the time, mm-hmm. and I will get articles to illustrate dream articles. I'll get books about dreams. Like,
2: isn't that amazing? It's crazy. It's like, whatever you create, it just manifests more. Yes, like that
0: absolutely true. Um,
2: that has definitely been the case with with my work, like the more books that I do, the more book opportunities come because I love yes. I do love doing working on books um, and I, I think it's like setting intention, intentions mm-hmm. you know with your for me when I first started embarking on this career path as an illustrator, I sat down and I wrote what kind of work I wanted to do, yes, you know I wrote it in my journal and Actually, wrote in my journal that I wanted to speak at Icon. And what? what oh man!
0: I yeah. My my uh, listeners also know that I've told them this exact story really? too. For yeah, I, I, you know. And I anyway. Yes, I do. I do have done that same thing, and it's so fascinating. It started when I was yeah. When you were what? At the so, beginning, I just started. Uh, I remember reading an article mm-hmm. of uh, someone asking me what uh, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like what do you, what things do you want to do next? And I listed like three things, and then. At some point, reread the article like a year later, and I was like, "Oh, I did all those things that year." I love that. Yeah, (laughs) so
2: amazing. And that's why you have to be so careful about what you, you, because sometimes you just like get caught off guard, and you're like, "Oh, I just say this thing," but just trying to be. And that's another reason why I wrote those things down because I I said I want to be very clear about the kind of project or work that I I call to myself. Mm. So I think it's it's just phenomenal how it
0: happens. But what has been the process for you of putting yourself and? putting yourself as a woman and putting yourself as an African-American into your work. Mm. has that? What has that process been like? Mm. Because I do think uh, sometimes for illustrators that's not comfortable or it's not an obvious thing to do, but it ends up the content matters. As, your personal work content matters as much as the way it looks, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what is what was that process like? Um, well,
2: that's, that's a tough one because for me... You know, I'm reflecting my community. Right. And it's just... That's just my community, so I just... That's I something draw, you think
0: about, like, I'm yeah. reflecting my community. Like, I have my, to be... What does that mean to you?
2: Well, I, I don't see it as, like... It's not a pressure thing or anything. Okay. Like, um, I have to... Do this a certain way But for me it's just like It's just intuitive It's just like Oh this is what I see Or these are the people That I connect with Or communicate with mm. So that it just comes out In my work So you know If I'm drawing a family I just Without really thinking I the, be You know A black family Right um, But on the other hand What I'd like To happen Because you know I I can do that I can draw people of color I can draw unicorns. Yeah. You know, I can right. draw trains. So I don't want to be seen as just somebody to go to when Black History Month comes around. Right. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, any project that's related to that. Yeah. Because I can do a breadth of... All kinds of, of different things.
0: For sure. And I think, and I totally could have, I could understand why you would feel that way, for yeah. sure. But I also think, like, it's not all, It's you know, speak like, part of, you have your experience that is not in your control mm-hmm. and is your past or your genetics or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's good to make use of it, but right. then also uh, you get to decide exactly. who you become.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. yes. So true. Yeah. So, so true. But yeah, I mean, it's been such an amazing journey. Mm. It's still so new for me because it's been what, like three years now. Yeah. So I'm still learning a lot and thinking, you know, um, I want to take classes. I want to learn more illustration, formal illustration stuff. Mm. I don't know if that's necessary, but for some reason I'm just I'm interested. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: I do think, like, illustration theory is really fascinating, mm. and I do I have, like, fantasized about taking some of the bigger programs. Mm. Um, you know, like, uh, this is like a name drop. for <laughs> they, You could pay me some money for this. I'm going to tell you that narrative and illustration... Uh, masters at SVA has been really fascinating to me. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I don't think I'll do it, but I know people that have, and it seems like it really. I'm selling I it! I know. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna co sign it until I get a check. I'm just kidding. But anyway, stuff like that's really fascinating. Yeah.
2: yeah, I regret when I was in grad school, I had to choose between, I think, like a web class yeah. and an art direction class. The art direction, like you would create your own book. Mm. I don't know why I chose the web class. Mm. I think I felt like I needed to have this, like, coding thing. But I think about it now. I'm like, damn it, that would have really helped for some projects that are coming down the
1: path. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right, last question then. What what have been the darkest, biggest Mm. obstacle moments for you in this journey?
2: Oh, my goodness. Um, I would say... There's a few, mm. but, um,
0: there's always a few, right? <laughs>
2: well, I moved, I moved abroad to Sweden.
0: Yeah. You're in like, Stockholm now,
2: right? I'm in Stockholm. And I, I made that move about a year after my first book dropped and it was still very much early in my like freelance illustration career. And getting a lot of opportunities coming at me, most of which were in the U.S., some of which I had to be in the U.S. in order to say yes, mm. and having to turn them down um, was difficult. Mm. It was really difficult. But I have also gotten to a place where I'm like, you know, if it's for me, it's for me, it'll happen, whether it's, you know, later or never, but mm-hmm. being okay with saying no and letting it go, not pining over it because that. Is something that I can't do. <laughs> Me too, yeah. <laughs> I can do yes. it definitely fine. Um, so there is that. And then um, I would say oh, it's been so difficult trying to manage everything because mm-hmm. I feel like all the opportunities are such a blessing and these are things that I could have never imagined. But happening all at once and doing it all by myself, like negotiating contracts and um, getting like legal assistance and uh, oh my gosh, like accounting, and, like all these things, and not really making the time to find the help to <laughs> manage all that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that's been overwhelming. Also,
0: while moving abroad, yeah,
2: moving abroad, getting married, getting married
0: having, having a baby. Having,
2: <laughs>
1: yes,
0: it's so a lot of managing. Of that, yeah, it's a
2: lot, a lot, and there are times I'm like, what the hell was so I thinking? Because it's yes. just literally all at once, just yeah. bam, bam, bam. So. They are all amazing things, but it has been a lot mm-hmm. happening all at once
0: well, just to encourage you, I think a lot about how um when you say yes to things, mm-hmm. uh, especially adventures like I always try to remember like when I'm saying yes to this, when the bad stuff happens mm-hmm. instead of thinking, I should have said no to this mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, that's I said yes to an adventure that. I'm exactly where I said... This is exactly what I said yes to. Um, yes,
2: that's a great way of looking at that. I mean, because that's that's what it is. It's an adventure, and there's going to be ups and downs.
1: And, and you
0: could have stayed in America. You yeah. could have, you know, stayed at... You could have taken that big design job, and, you know, you, I always think, like, struggle, tears are better than boredom, headaches. Yes, like.
2: yes, that's so <laughs> true. I Yes, thank you for saying that, because I do remind myself... Um, when I think about, like, yeah, if I had done the Sweden thing or stayed in Baltimore, like, no, Sweden was, like, absolutely the right decision because Baltimore would have just been, it's been boring. I was yeah. Doing the same thing
0: exactly well thanks for doing this this was amazing thank
2: you thanks for having me great chatting with you I'm so happy we got to meet I know well as
0: soon as you said oh I live in Stockholm I'm like yes (laughs) I was just there it's my favorite thing so yeah
2: I can't wait for you to visit yes we we will hang out
0: absolutely I'm desperate to go back I'm desperate to live there but that's probably not going to happen you never know you never know that's right thank you (laughs) thank you Andrea, thank you so much for being on the show and taking time to do that. It was so lovely to meet you. I'm sure we're going to cross paths again soon, uh, and I can't wait to chat about how everything's going over there in Stockholm. She also has a new book out called We Inspire Me. It's available now by Chronicle Books. It's about how you need a creative crew to get you where you want to go, and you know that We, again, share this in common. We believe that you can't be an island doing your thing. You got to have other people involved. And uh, it's one of the secrets to creative career success. Go follow Andrea at Andrea Pippins uh, on Instagram. You will not be disappointed. Tons of great stuff on there. Thanks, Andrea. It means a lot. Thanks to all you guys for listening. Thanks to Yoni Wolf and the band Y for the theme music, Alex Sugg, for the rest of our soundtrack and for editing this show. Go listen to the soundtrack and get your groove on with the instrumental tunes that'll help you get into that sweet, productive groove. Uh, Go search it on Spotify or Apple Music, Creative Pep Talk Soundtrack by Alex Sugg. Um, I'm rocking it all the time. Thanks, Alex. And yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for uh, listening. And until we speak again, I got some doozies in the can. I'm waiting to share with you. I've been, I've been writing and I was really pumped. We got tons of great feedback from the last episode. I friggin poured my heart and soul into that episode. I got more heart and soul on tape coming to you next week. But until then, stay pepped up.